And now, your host, Tom Brown. It is a marvelous Monday. Thank you for joining us. We have lots to talk about today. Uh, this morning started off pretty uh, pretty exciting. It was a little chilly. We'll talk more about it in a moment, but starting off with uh, prayer at our state capitol. Now, why is that important? Well, <laughs> that's our access to God, right? That is, we're petitioning for good leadership, for our state to be blessed. And the reason it's important for us to participate is because it's a little bit of a sacrifice, and it's showing our willingness to defer to a higher power, that we don't necessarily have all the answers, that we are subject to He who is sovereign, and we need to come together and acknowledge But also, we want to pray for our leadership, just like the Bible says. We want them uh, to seek out godly leadership, even if maybe they're not a believer. You know, you can still pray for godly wisdom into the sphere of your legislature or your senator. And uh, that was just a little bit of an example of that this morning. We'll talk more about it. Again, you know how much I enjoyed going to Israel. It was life-changing. Mary and I did it uh, two Octobers ago, and I wasn't going to go back this year, this past year, because Mary couldn't go. But then walking home from work, God said uh, to me fairly clearly, well, why don't you take your mom? And I'm like, oh, man, you know what you're asking there, Lord? You sure? Anyway, when it ran it through all the process— And yes, I got to take my mom to Israel in October, and it was phenomenal. I'm good for like five Christmases now. You know, I'm 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 the favorite son. I'm the only son, but I'm the favorite son for at least five Christmases. It was phenomenal. Now, some of you have been to Israel. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about, and I don't have to try to convince you that this is life changing. But how about this? Genesis Tours and Salem Communication, we're going to take what is titled the Footsteps of the Apostles Tour. How about going to the churches mentioned in the book of Revelation? Do you think we're in Revelation time? (laughs) Certainly looks that way sometimes, doesn't it? But how about examining the spiritual, social, and cultural settings of the early church? You know, where Koinonia happened, the Apostles taking the gospel, the beginning of taking it to the whole world, sailing around the Greek Isles, the footsteps of the Apostles' Tour. If you'd like more information, go online now, faithtalk1360.com, and click on the Footsteps of the Apostles' Tour banner ad there. And in fact, if you're a pastor and you would like to take your church, I might even be able to make sure that you and your spouse go for free. So that would be very, very cool. At least you should be checking it out, right? Well, as you know, this is January always, an emphasis on life issues here on Koinonia and the radio station. And January 22nd is the 43rd anniversary of the Roe v. Wade decision at the Supreme Court. We're going to have a rally and a march For those of you that have been here in the Valley for a while, like we used to do in the late 80s, early 90s, 
but only if you join us. You can go to azliferally.org. That's azliferally.org to register and for more information. Of course, as always, you can go to faithtalk1360.com as well. I returned to the air, I want to say four years ago, I think it was. Um, Yeah, it it was uh, the summer of 2011. And shortly after that, Guy Chadwick, whom I've known Guy for, gosh, a couple of decades at least, uh, said, gosh, there are some guys you really, really uh, need to meet. And I said, well, bring them in. And Guy, so... uh, Guy brought in uh, Matt and Mike. Both of you were here, and we had one other person too. Who was the other? It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Keith. It might have been John. It was John. John Yee. It was John Yee because I actually, you know, John Yee goes to Living Streams Arcadia, and I kind of vaguely knew, but kind of for me, it was out of nowhere. Uh, but guys, welcome back to Koinonia. It's 2016. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. <laughs> oh wow, how'd that happen? But you had been called to a specific uh, area of prayer, Mike, and it was, you know, we'll, we'll briefly cover it here in a moment. But um, I, I think Matt, start with you. Just a little of what God has brought you to now, uh, ministry-wise. You're in Tucson. You're married. I mean. There's just so many things that have, have happened in these, you know, few short years here. You know, since the first time I was on with you and I met you, um, I've been married for almost two years now, come Amazing. April 19th. Um, we are, uh, we're, we're now announcing this week uh, that we're having a kid on the way. All right. Congratulations. <laughs> That's a pretty big one there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's been a few years of maturity, but I work at Gap Ministries in Tucson. It's a foster care, Christian foster care organization. And uh, we we take care of kiddos. And uh, my part there is to connect us with the larger story in the community and uh, connect with churches, pastors, leaders, in a very relational way. I lead prayer there in Tucson. We're doing a prayer walk February 6th for some of the schools on the east side, partnering with Desert Christian and churches on the area and trying to really um, coach other people through the process of leading prayer, realizing um, over the years, we've had a lot of experiences in, in leading prayer, and I want to help other people to do that. One of the things that I am so delighted about working with both of you guys is that it doesn't really matter what ministry God's called you to. It's going to start with prayer. Absolutely. <laughs> it, you know, It's going to start with prayer and worship, and then what is the task or tent-making that needs to happen ministry-wise? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think Mike and I, the, the way we're called out, in our personal journeys, let us to believe like, God, there's nothing else for the rest of our life that will ever satisfy but you. Mm-hmm. I used to tell people when I would speak around the state, you seek first the kingdom of God and, and all these other things will be added, talking about marriage. And I realized I would be shortly married. <laughs> and, um, yeah, right. I sought hard after Jesus and you know things really fell in place. I worked for Bridge Builders International for a year. And um, uh, during that time, uh, I started courting my wife, uh, proposed, and a fun little process. And she told me, you're going to work for Gap, Matt. I'm like, sure I am. <laughs> sure I am. And uh, two months later, I'm, 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 I'm working there. I met Greg Ayers and 
And he's like, we, I feel like there's more to the re- relationship here, Matt. And yeah. uh, he's like, pray about, about what God would have and um, created a position for me. I wrote my own job description, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they saw the benefit to the organization and saying, you know what, this prayer thing, I love it out there. Uh-huh. But this has always been a part of our heart. And um, it's it's grown 30 employees since I've been there. We have 100-plus wow. employees I now. didn't realize it was growing so fast. And, I mean, uh, I only keep up with you via social media, it seems okay. like, so... Yeah. You need to post more. Okay, I'll post more. <laughs> Be socially <laughs> active. There we go. But, uh, I got a chance to meet Greg this morning uh, just briefly. In fact, it was Hal uh, Sachs that uh, uh, introduced me. Uh, but let's talk, you know, I mentioned briefly in the opening segment there about uh, prayer at our our state's capital and how important I think it is in, as an individual. It's it, You know, sometimes we forget why we're called to pray. We're called to pray because God wants a relationship with us. In all things, you know, it's it's not like all things but, you know, politics or all things but work or all things but whatever. No, in all things. Uh, you were there this morning, and, and uh, I just want you to give me a little of your uh, thoughts and input to why you think it's important to start the year off praying for the legislature before their opening session. Well, I, I think there's a thousand ways that any leader is pulled in any sector of society, but especially in politics. This year is an election year. And what that means naturally is these, um, anyone, no matter Democrat or Republican, they're going to be put under incredible pressure to conform to whoever's opinions is out there. So pray naturally, God, they need your wisdom to sort through naturally. But spiritually behind the scenes, you can know that the, the enemy, and I believe there is an enemy of our souls, is looking to manipulate, to destroy their lives, destroy their marriages, to and I care about them, no matter mm-hmm. what, where they come from. I care, and God cares about their families. Yeah. And that's a lot of what we, we prayed for, but behind the scenes is for the families, for the marriages. At least I was uh, when I was there. Um, why is it important to pray for the year? Well, I also think it's an important year for life. I mean, we've had so many victories. Um, I've been praying in my prayer meetings, God, continue what you've established, but carry it to the fullness of, of where we're headed mm-hmm. on the issue of life, um, conception to death. Yeah. Um, and so this year, it's a big year. It's an election year, um, but it, it never sleeps. And the, the, we're forming a, the future generations, um, the, the agenda that'll that'll shape them. People sure. who don't have a voice. So, I we're going to talk more about the life issue uh, towards the end of the the hour today. But you know that's something that's near and dear to my heart. Yeah. I'm involved in a lot of areas for that. It's encouraging too when. Uh, Showing up two, three, four hours early to the proceedings, some of the representatives uh, were there this morning. Yeah. That that was, you know, that's encouraging too, right? Yeah, I saw Nancy Bartow there. Yeah. Um, I, I, every time I've seen her, um, she has a smile on her face, very approachable. Yeah, and it has prayed specifically on that issue. Um, and I love seeing leaders there. I mean, if anyone out there knew that there are some of our leaders seeking God, knowing that they need divine help. Yeah, and that our state does. I mean, that's an incredible thing. Amen. Mm-hmm. And, and it's one of the funny things too. People say, "Oh, well, you're just uh, you're praying that your guys get elected." Uh, you know, I'm, I won't say that that's not a part, but that's not why I'm there. Yeah. The reason I'm there is because I do want them to do well. Yeah. I want them to be a good leader, mm-hmm. even if I don't always agree with them. I still want them to be well. Like Benjamin Franklin uh, said when he called for daily prayer during the Constitutional Convention, yep. he said that God governs in the affairs of men. And we believe that that governing happens in part through 
our cooperation and our invitation to God to say we want you mm-hmm. in these things. And when he comes, yeah, do people give their lives to Christ? Yeah, absolutely. But the other effects are as education improves, the quality of life for the average citizen improves when God is on the scene because he has a plan for life and life more abundantly. This state is blessed to have Center for Arizona Policy headed up by uh, Kathy Herod, uh, Bridge Builders International, uh, Hal and Cheryl Sachs. There are other organizations that we are truly blessed here in Arizona. Donna Kafer, the chaplain there for 18 Mm -hmm. years at the Capitol. Uh, And I could just go on and on and on. This isn't normal. This isn't normal in other states. I'm not saying no other state has this. I believe God really has a plan and a purpose for us here in Arizona. I don't know exactly what that is yet, but I do know that such a time and such a place is this. Yeah, Our state seal says, uh, Dios. And so God enriches. And so I think from the beginning of our foundations, you have a statement, God wants to enrich Arizona. And uh, we're in a strategic place. God wants to enrich the nations through our lives and through what comes out of here. He wants a godly influence. He enriches us. He blesses us to be a blessing. The uh, interesting little tidbit there, the reason Guy was in studio regularly, <laughs> because we were going through his book, yeah. uh, God, uh, in, the God in the Arizona Government, talking about that seal. We were counting down the uh, the uh, centennial, uh, 26 weeks leading. And so it was during that time that Guy said, hey, these guys, have you heard about this? You got to hear about this. You got to. So that's uh, little, another little connection there. Thanks for being in. Right. We're going to chat uh, about a few other things, and you, a lot of things cross over between two, you two. One thing I don't think I've ever heard: How did you two meet? It's a great question. Um, we met at a conference that Hal and Cheryl Sachs with Bridge Builders hosted in Tucson, which is where I live, and at the conference. Um, I, I don't know how I, I end up in a conversation in the, the cafe there at Victory Worship Center in Tucson and got in a conversation with a, a weird guy. It's just a <laughs> DJ. And I don't know how we ever connected. We just started talking for like an hour. He's like, you got to meet my friend, Mike Warden. I'm like, OK. So I ended up missing all that day's sessions. See, I thought you were talking about Mike. Oh, no, another guy. The, the interesting guy interested me, Mike. And I'm all of that except a DJ. So we, we talked for like three, four hours. Then he's wow. like, Matt, we're we're doing a prayer event and and uh, Cottonwood, you should be involved. And you know, we, we just felt like we had a kindred spirits. We're seeking Jesus in prayer and uh, and a, a real intense way. And but we talked for hours. It was just at a conference out of nowhere. Yeah. Missed all the sessions. <laughs> I was interning at the church at the time. Got in trouble for it, but hey, God was in it. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, and how many of you ended up being? We'll get in. We don't have enough time. Before the break to get too be uh, too deep, Mike. But uh, how many were involved early on in the eleven eleven? That little team, you know, you guys. I know it was your boldness that God just said, "Here, do this," and you just did it. <laughs> boldness or uh... just lack of gall? Yeah. yeah. Who walks yeah. into the police department and says, "Hey, I want to pray for you"? I mean, that just that's not common, right? That's yeah. that's not a normal thing for most people to do, right? Yeah, you just, uh, you know, I guess I was just crazy enough to believe what God was asking me to do, Mm -hmm. that if he asked me to do it, he was going to surely back me up. So uh, the funny thing about Matt and I meeting is we met in Tucson, and at that time we had already been planning the high school thing, you know, the 24-hour prayer. Uh 
And we said, hey, uh, Matt, Chris, and, you know, so there were five of us, you know, that I'd approached. And we called leaders from all over the state. We actually met at your church, Living Streams. And that was the that was the second time that Matt and I got together. And that's really where God solidified the team. And uh, that was in December of 2010. And what had happened, the, the other little piece of this is us, Mary and I, being at the uh, uh, prayer quake event that summer hmm. and watching Lance Wall now and him talking about the seven mountains of influence. And Mary and I, that summer, we went to Living Streams and prayed every day, every evening for an hour uh, for God to raise up young people. And we were literally facing where, where you guys were at. We were on the second floor praying for God to raise up people into each one of these areas of influence. Just a few months before. I mean, when 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 I say God has a very small world, I mean, you know, it really is in his hand. That's kind of what I mean. He brings us together. We're going to uh, hear more of uh, Mike's story and uh, continue the conversation. This is Koinonia. You're listening to KPXQ. You're listening to Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. This is Koinonia. I am Tom Brown, and uh, I have Matt and Mike in studio with me. Uh, Mike, we heard a little of the beginning of the 1111, uh, but we didn't actually explain what 1111 was. <laughs> we just made an assumption that the audience, everybody knew what we were talking about. Uh, so let's back up a step. Uh, explain what 1111 was. That was the prayer event that you were already underway with. Uh, when you met and then uh, the prayer, you know, at Living Streams. But tell us what God's vision for 1111 was. It was a really crazy thing. Uh, I had went to a event in Nashville in 2007. Uh, it was a 12-hour long day of prayer and fasting. And uh, I came back from that. I just could not get away from uh, prayer. I never had prayed before. But after I left that meeting, I just started attending prayer meetings at my local church and then they gave me a key, and so I just started yeah. staying and praying, you know, as long and late as I could. One night, uh, I felt like God told me, hey, I want to take prayer outside of the church. And so I started to really think that through. How how, how could that happen, you know? And where, where do you mean with that? And so uh, one of the locations that he spoke to me about was the local school in my city. And uh, so, you know, I had no idea how to do it. Mm-hmm. I had no idea the language to even get into a school or even who to talk to. And uh, I was praying in the church one day, and and, uh, the same guy that introduced us in Tucson had walked in and said, hey, I feel like God's telling you to go to school right now for some reason. And so what he didn't know is that I had felt that same way. And I said, well, I'll go in a minute, Lord. And and I kind of, you know how we do, we kind of put it off, and it's like God gives us those gentle reminders. And uh, so I got in my car not knowing what I was doing, who I was even going to talk to. I talked to the receptionist. I said, hey, uh, you know, I, I think I'd like to pray in your school. I think we want to rent out the auditorium somehow and, and pray in, uh, in your school. And she's like, well, you know, I don't know if that's possible, but uh, you picked a great day to come because it was just right before the semester was starting. And you had the superintendent, you had the principal, the vice principal, and all the leadership from the school and the district in wow. the room next door. And she said, well, here... Why don't you go in there and tell them what you want to do? And, you know, 
Brilliant. I think it was Paul that said, you know, don't worry about what you're going to say. The Holy Spirit will speak for you when you get there. Just go. And so I actually experienced that. And it was a little frightful because, you know, I'm standing in front of people that yeah. they're in suits and ties. And I just had never encountered anything like that. And uh, somehow the Lord got me through it. And, uh, you know, the police chief who I had also talked to about prayer, he's uh, to make this happen. He sent over officers to be on the campus overnight and I mean just miracles happened to even get us there but uh, that's basically what it was is 24 hours of prayer inside of the schools and um, it was amazing and in, and God further uh, refined his vision for you with uh, 11 schools uh, in 2011 on November 11th finishing oh with gosh. that and you had seen some incredible incredible breakthroughs only to find that when you got to Central, it was what was going to happen from that point forward. You, you, you couldn't have predicted. No. No, yeah. we. Well, it was only God that led us to take that schedule because there was, I mean, there was no human way to do it. We, I didn't know. I, when we first talked, I think you had five schools. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, but we're going to, God said, we're going to have 11. So, and I'm like, Hee, okay then. Yeah, and so just to let the audience know how practical this was, we had a map with every high school on it, and it was on, in the state of Arizona, and we were at Tom's Church Living Streams, and we said, God, we feel like there's 11 schools that you would like us to go to. Can you point these out? And so we started naming school after school after school, and we did 11 schools in 11 weeks. So we did one 24-hour prayer meeting in a high school auditorium per week for 11 weeks straight. And it was it was amazing. It was crazy. And I'm kind of leery to ask the God to, 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 to use us <laughs> like that next, again. Right? That's okay, God. If you want to just uh, hold off on what's next for a, another little bit, that would be okay. Call Tom. I'm sure he wants to have the office <laughs> once in a while. Well, uh, you know, there's... Uh, uh, and give us an update as where where God has you now, uh, ministry-wise and just uh, personal-wise. Well, it's, it's really interesting. You know, we started out in prayer, like Tom was saying. Everything that, that I've ever been a part of, we start off in prayer and worship. And so we did the schools, and we saw God move there in amazing ways, amazing favor. We learned a lot. Uh, we went into and we, we prayed for foster care for about a year and a half. And we saw God do amazing things. We saw amazing relationships get set up and... We saw a lot of needs of kids be met, and we saw a lot of new thought processes coming forth in the foster care uh, system. And so it was like we felt like God had released us from that part of it. And at the same time, uh, like Bridge Builders was in need of some help. So that's what that's what I'm doing right now is helping them extensively with conferences, with a lot of the odds and ends, event planning and things like that. And uh, on top of that, we're doing worship a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, we are involved with a uh, movement here in Phoenix called Renew. And uh, we had been partnering with them and getting prayer involved in what they're doing. And then we're expanding that and overseeing a couple different worship movements like that all over the state that are, uh, just in case you guys don't know out there that are listening, Renew is a, is a movement that gathers once a month. There's no names, no titles. They come, different worship leaders, different styles, and they all come together and worship God for one night. And uh, that's once a month. And, and it's what's really special about this is, like you said, it's 
it's not about who's getting credit. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, having been to a couple of them, you really, even when it's all said and done, you don't know where these people necessarily came from, which right. I think is awesome. Yeah. And what I, what I believe God's doing and using us for is, uh, even with bridge builders, as we were just praying about this before we came here, is that a lot of times it's not about the event or doing you know, this or that or going to worship or whatever. I mean, that's, that is what it's about. But in the process of that, you develop relationships that become key, mm-hmm. like Matt and I yeah. and the other guys that were on 1111. We met at conferences like that. And so we received from the conference, but we also developed relationships that allowed us to do things around the state. And uh, Arizona has changed because of that. Yeah. And I f- that's where God has us right now is just kind of facilitating relationship and uh, through worship, through prayer and, and uh, serving bridge builders right now. Well, I had the distinct uh, pleasure. Uh, we did mountaintop prayer, um, I want to say, three years ago. Yeah. And... Uh, you and your now fiance were there and saying God gave you a word for that day. And yep. also you, you, you uh, sang for us up there. It was really, really special. And for those of you that have heard me talk about mountaintop prayer, uh, I think Mike can attest to this. Uh, there's nothing quite like it. I've done a lot of prayer events. I've done the 24 seven and, you know, I've been in the prayer room, uh, a 24 seven prayer room on the beginning day and it's different the atmosphere is different it's mm-hmm. tangible if you're plugged in you will know the difference between day 1 and day 7 because there's a, there's a significance of praying mm-hmm. corporately and asking God in on a nonstop basis and the longer you're there you're it's it's going to make a difference there's something powerful and significant about being in the high places at the beginning of the year, a new beginning, so many people in the United States uh, look at January 1st as being the, when are all the fitness programs starting? You know, yeah. when are all the diet programs? All of these, starting with sunrise and praying from the high places, is incredibly powerful. And uh, I had the distinct pleasure of getting to lead it this year. Oh, because Guy's back went out literally three days before, Guy Chadwick, who we talked about earlier. He couldn't make it. Hal and Cheryl had a sinus infection. So I got this divine uh, promotion of being a participant. Now I'm leading. And it's like, okay, I'm ready. And I haven't done any hiking the entire year of 2015. <laughs> I all these things. So I was like, well, God, you call. It's it's in. And just real quickly, the the dynamic. My wife is a prayer warrior. She's definitely a watchman, uh, and we pray together a lot. She wasn't in it. Money. I was the driving force. Here, I'm the one that's like, I don't know if I can make. She's worried if I'm going to be able to make it. She's like, it's cold. You know, all of these fleshly things. But you know, I'm the leader of the household, so off we go. Uh, we get up there, and I'd actually taken a heating pad and wrapped it around. I, I did uh, bread, flatbread, instead of just crackers so that, you know, the, the bread was actually warm. So we did communion with some actual warm bread and, and juice. But coming down, Mary said, I'm so thankful we did this. I, this was so powerful. So isn't that how God is? You know, if we, we can't emotionally, we may not have it. It may not be there. But if we'll just be faithful and obedient to what he tells us to do, he's got something for yeah. you. Just go do. If he says be here, be here. If he mm-hmm. says do something, just like you're saying, Mike, 
you didn't lay out the big plan of how you're going to go in and do this nice presentation. You showed up and, hey, you're doing a presentation, (laughs) right? And I was just as amazed as they were that it worked. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. At the end of the day, you know, that's how God is. He he does it through us. Uh, I heard it said once that he doesn't move because of us, but he moves in spite of us. Mm -hmm. Amen. So after he's done, we look to him and, and just you're amazed that he did it through me, through this person who kicked and screamed and drug my feet and everything. Yeah, I know me. I know I'm not the first choice. You know, I, I wouldn't be choosing me, but I'm grateful that he does choose me every day that I get a chance to do this show, as an example. Uh, whatever God has called you to, don't worry about the results. He's responsible for the results. Yeah. All he's looking for is relationship and obedience. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that is... That is how we're headed out here on 2016. We've got Start the Year Off Right is coming up, a great prayer event uh, this weekend at City of Grace in Mesa. Uh, you've heard Hal and Cheryl talk about it. We're going to talk a little bit more about it as well. But I wanted to bring another touch point in when in, uh, I want to say it was April of 2014, Mary and I were in Tucson. We were going to do the Arizona Distance Classic, the half marathon there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were feeling our oats a little bit. We were actually running a little bit, not just walking. So we're all excited that we get down there and we realize we have time. And I said, wait a minute, I think there's a, I think there's a 24-7 prayer event going on in one of the schools here. Let me get, you know, and I find it on there. We drive all the way across, you know, if we were in Oro Valley. We drive out there. Like, why do they put a high school out in the middle of the desert? I don't know. But, you know, we got there and we only had like an hour and a half. And we find out that was an incredible, incredible 90 minutes of praise and worship at that event. You never know when God is, if you just show up, God is going to bless you. I don't even know if it was the best hour. I don't know. For Mary and I, we were like totally excited and so grateful. Anyway, we're going to continue the conversation. This is Koinonia. You're listening to Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. This is Quinania on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm always glad to have music from 35 years ago make my uh, young audience uh, <laughs> uh, banging their head a little bit. That's a little Phil Keggy for those of you that uh, have been around uh, contemporary Christian music for a long time. Phil Keggy was one of the greatest uh, guitarists of all time regardless of the uh, style of music. And uh, actually, his sister lives here. He's here in the Valley a lot. But, uh, you know, when, you're, when you've been around long enough, you can, you can talk about the good old days. You know, the good old <laughs> days when we... You know, I don't know what that... I don't remember any of those good old days. I, you know, I can now pick up my phone and find out just about anything in the world. In the good old days, I couldn't do that. You know, it's it's funny. We as uh, older generations have a tendency to forget. Well, in good old days, no, no, they were just different days. They weren't necessarily the good old days. They were just different days, and we have a tendency to be more comfortable in what we know. Uh, that doesn't mean it was better. That just means we're more comfortable, but not better. Now I see young people uh, getting involved in different areas of prayer and ministry. That excites me. Uh, you guys were the first. I felt, and I think I told you guys this, that I hadn't been back on the air very long when you guys were in. 
And I really felt, and I still to this day feel that way, that I returned back to the radio for such a time as this. It was now time for Tom Brown and what God has prepared me for to be here. I love listening to people's God story. I love this uh, opportunity to converse and to just explore God. I, I believe we solve, uh, serve a multifaceted God that doesn't have just one way uh, that he blesses or educates or inspires. And uh, it, it's just a blessing to see so many different and seemingly unrelated events come together. Yeah. And then they go out. You know, Keith is ministered in China. John, his family's grown considerably, and he's, you know, a music worship leader at a church. And, uh, Mike, you're doing prayer ministry, and uh, you're doing uh, – you know, there's just so many different areas, and but it's all in motion. God doesn't. Uh, he may. You may need a rest, but that's just a preparation for the next thing that He is going to call you to do. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, somebody said once too that um, prayer is not what we do; it's who we are. Mm. So, like no matter where we go, where we're, you know, like you mentioned, all the team has gone about their certain ways, but prayer is, is just as much a part of our lives as it was when we were doing something called prayer, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So prayer really was and is who we are. It's not necessarily what we do. Matt, know? I wanted you, one of the reasons I love having you guys in here is because you're a, you're a great encouragement. And uh, I know your heart is to share uh, some of that encouragement for some of our listeners that may be 24-7 prayer. What are you talking about? You're talking about praying for nonstop for seven days or, you know, praying nonstop in a high school for 24 hours or you mean I can't I can't even imagine praying five minutes uh, nonstop you have some encouragement for us well I I think the place it starts is 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 who cares about prayer let's care about Jesus mm-hmm. and spending time with him and and reframe it to Jesus I just want to know you for you and that's prayer that's mm-hmm. sitting down slowing down and saying Jesus show me who you are Let's look at the Word together. I don't just want to study it intellectually, though that's a good start. Mm-hmm. But I want to know you in it. You're the Word made flesh. Make it flesh in my heart. But I, I don't want to encourage you over there. You, you hear us talk and others talk about God answering prayer and the profound results. But you don't feel, you, you feel like you're practical. You feel like you're a different part of the body of Christ. But you don't feel like you're a prayer warrior because you don't relate to that world. I want you to know if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, he has made you a priest and a king before his Father, according to Revelation 1. My house will be called a house of prayer, Isaiah 56, 7. You're called to the thing of prayer. And like, like Jesus' disciples, they said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. It, you may not know how to pray. You may not think how this relates to your life, but it's important. And if, if God is inspiring you through testimonies you've heard, just begin to ask at the very beginning, Jesus, teach me how to pray and watch the journey unfold. Watch how God puts people in your life, puts the emphasis of prayer in the church. Look at whoever's around, whether young or old, prayer is relevant for you. And prayer matters and makes a difference. If you're a young person listening, I want to encourage you, begin to seek God over your life and see how he sovereignly directs you. Yeah. We were young. We didn't know what we we're doing. But we just said, Jesus, we, we want to follow you. And and he led us in, in into the places he did. Yeah. Um, but I would say it's, it's not so much about prayer as the God who answers prayer mm-hmm. and a relationship with him. And um, 
when when people get focused on prayer rather than spending time with with Jesus himself i think it it gets us off track and that's why 24/7 seems so impractical is cuz it we look on the the methods rather than the, the means of 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 personal relationship with god mm-hmm. so I have been amazed over the years as Mary and I, and and I want to also say, encourage you uh, men, take a prayer leadership in your house. Amen. Uh, We're called to be the leader, the spiritual leader in the house. What does that mean? Well, it means that we should be uh, in tune with what God wants for our family. How can you do that if you're uh, abdicating the quote-unquote prayer responsibilities to your spouse. Yeah, how are you going to be a leader if you're not taking the reins of communicating with the one that creates your future, the one that created your union, the one that creates all things that are good in your relationship? Men, we need to step up. And so like with that, Tom, you, you started praying with your wife over at Living Streams. I think people can, they, they think their home is chaotic. Go find a place in your church. Mm-hmm. Go there after Sunday service. Everyone's out. Just use that as a place to pray. But, you know, as a guy, I'm motivated by influence, by making an impact. I want to see people's lives improved. And so, so often we say, I don't want to pray. I want to do something. But I want to encourage you, specifically men. God uses your prayers to accomplish great things. It is a part of changing the world. It is a part of serving society. It is a part because God uses it. He empowers it. He, he shapes the world through prayer. John Wesley has a quote that says that he was confident that God did noth- nothing on earth except through prayer. And he was an evangelist. He was a doer. So if you're a doer, mm. believe that God answers prayer, but believe he'll empower you because he is the most compassionate, most merciful, most doing person in the universe. Yeah. And it's the spirit of God that empowers. When we're in a right, have a right prayer life, we're able to discern the activities that are most effective. We're able to discern the people that God is highlighting. And in those moments, we, we see that John 15, we see fruit that remains, mm-hmm. fruit that, that lasts versus just fruit that, that comes and goes, activities that come and go. Prayer leads us to the most effective place. Men, I encourage you to, to step in that and see how effective and productive your life becomes. And I would just think, too, that uh, if you really break down prayer, I mean, if you just look it up in Webster's, it always break down to communication with God. And so there's lots of different ways to communicate with God. You don't have to know the right words to say or do it in this format or this time or this volume level. It's communicating with God. So start there. You know, talk to God as if he was sitting across like we're sitting right now, Tom. Or, you know, so remove the pressure of having to fit into what you might think prayer is. Just start talking to God, and I guarantee you he'll be talking to you. And he'll lead you in the ways, and he'll teach you, or he'll lead you to the people that can help you get the tools that you need to have to do it. And if you are an intercessor out there, and Mike and I, we learned we, we learned how to pray with 70 and 80-year-old people. We, <laughs> we were 16, 17, 20-something, um, and we love praying with those who are older. And it knit our heart and, and saw that we needed the wisdom. Mm. Um, I, I encourage you, if you're older, find, a mentor, find somebody to mentor in prayer. Yeah. I mean, to pray that God puts you, people in your life that you can impart wisdom and knowledge to and that you can pray for and pray with. Young people learn how to pray by praying with people who've done it. I love being around people who are much older than myself. There's a woman named Mary Seacrest in Tucson. She's probably 80-some years old. When I look at her in the, in, in the prayer room when I've met with her, I, I saw her from a distance. And she'd be weeping as she's reading the Word. I want to be like that when I'm older. And young people want to be like you as you seek God because what they're going to see is they're going to see Jesus in you. Yeah, there's all the faults that we have, but in prayer we become like Christ. 
And that's what you're imparting when you teach a young person to pray. When you invite them into the process, even if it's awkward in the beginning, they'll become more like Jesus because you invited them to come with you. I uh, wanted to talk about noon hour prayer, and I had, we kind of let the hour get away from us here, but that reminded me uh, last Monday at noon hour prayer, uh, our little prayer group, there were two uh, older gentlemen there, and it had such a profound, just their their confidence in conversation. Is that, does that feel right? I mean, does that sound right? It's like they had been there before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like they were very comfortable in addressing the King of Kings yeah. in, a, in a very real way. And I, I couldn't wait to get home to my wife and say, man, I was so blessed just to, and honored to get to, here I am, you know, I'm a prayer director of this and titled that. And you know, you know, these men were a joy and a delight to get to pray with. Because they were obviously familiar with the Father, huh. right? I mean, that's that's really what it came down. They were familiar with the Father, and uh, they loved that conversation, and it was a real blessing. But it, there's a noon hour prayer going on all over the state, uh, right here in Phoenix. It, Mike, you've been more involved with the noon hour prayer of late. It's a pretty special time. It's incredible. I mean, it's it's one of the things that I really strive to get to i mean you have three generations represented all kinds of different races and language backgrounds and maybe even theological backgrounds we all come together in phoenix on mondays uh to just seek god and pray over the issues of our state and nation i mean that that is it we pray for the churches of our state i know matt has a noon hour prayer meeting in tucson on thursdays Um, i have one up in where i'm from in cottonwood on tuesdays and so we're starting to see routinely uh, coordinated prayer meetings weekly pop up all over the state. So it's really encouraging. If we were created to commune one with another and with the Lord, that's what we're doing, right? <laughs> yeah. We're gathering together to pray and to commune with the Lord. Absolutely. This weekend, start the year off right. You can get the, de- uh, get the details at Bridge Builders International or bridgebuilders.net. That's bridgebuilders.net. There's a special... Uh, session on Friday uh, morning and midday, and then the free event Friday evening and Saturday. But you need to register. Uh, the The turnout has been awesome. It's been incredible. But like when Hal and Cheryl were here, it is limited seating. Uh, you need to register, and time is running out. They really would like to count you, and I think you need to be a part of that this weekend. Bridgebuilders.net. We're going to come back. We're going to Uh, Sarah, goodbyes, and I'm going to have these guys pray for us. You're listening to Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I want to give these guys as much time as possible. You're listening to Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. We're going to close it out with prayer. And so uh, John 10, 10 sa- um, says that Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. And so, Lord, I thank you for the listeners here, that you love them and have a, a divine purpose for their lives. And it's for life, and it's for life more abundantly. 
Jesus the shepherd, I invite you over the listeners that you created, that you would align their lives this year to the, the abundance of life, the provision that you have for them, the purpose you have in the community and the kingdom of God in the body of Christ. You'd connect them to that. Lord, I pray for those who are discouraged, those who are weary, those who feel weak, that you would lift them up. Your word says that a bruised reed you will not break and a smoldering wick you will not let out. Uh, Restore the fire, restore vision for life, restore courage, and restore a love for you. Lord, I bless those who are called to be intercessors, those who are called to be prayer warriors. Lift them up today. Let them know that this is a calling you have on their life. Bless them in Jesus' name. Yes. And I just want to lift up all the men out there that even maybe when you were listening to this, it, it even can put pressure on you hearing that a man should step up and do it. But... Lord, I just pray for any man out there that has felt the pressure of leading the home in that area of prayer or leading in that spiritual slot. And I just I just pray over them that you would give them courage today, God, that you would give them an encounter with you that would help them to get into that place. Lord, I pray that you would just release grace on them, release grace to them through their family. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you would knit them together in that place of prayer. Give them ideas. Give them strategy on how to get alone with you, how to lead and how to guide, Lord. And Lord, we pray over young um, young people today, that you to raise up young leaders who bring your glory to the ends of the earth today and the ends of Arizona. Today, Lord, show families, show parents how their children can can reach the full potential you have for them. Lord, we bless Arizona's young people to thrive and to prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, guys. Yeah, I can't believe it's been four years. I just it, it just seems too weird of a, a fact <laughs> yeah. to uh, relate. But then when you account all the things that happened in all of our lives, it's true. It's true. What a blessing. If you want to get a message to these guys, you can do so through me, Tom, at faithtalk1360.com. That's Tom at faithtalk1360.com. Bridgebuilders.net is the website to go to for Start the Year Off Right, which is this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Guys, thanks again. And thanks for having us. We love you, Tom. 